The following is an exclusive podcast for the Dermatology Digest. Today, Dr. Ronald Moy, past president, American Academy of Dermatology, American Society for Dermatologic Surgery, American Board of Facial Cosmetic Surgery, and practicing dermatologist and facial plastic surgeon in Beverly Hills, California, provides an update in botulinum toxins, including dosing and dilution, and how to differentiate your practice by minimizing pain and bruising. Here's Dr. Moy. The first question I have is, which is, which is the best product for your patients? And I showed a picture of the four, four different products that we have. And people, of course, know the first product, Botox, but now we have Xeomin and, and Dysport and Juvo, and, and there's a new one coming out. And the answer to the question is, uh, I don't think there's a big difference between them. I'm, I'm not, uh, first thing I should disclose is I'm not paid by any company. I'm not linked by any company, which is sort of rare. It really is dependent on dose when people, when some of the companies and the um, sales representatives comes to our office and they say, my product lasts longer. Most likely it's related to what dose you're using. When the studies that have been done that try to compare different products, usually they didn't have equivalent dosages. And I'm going to talk about one of those studies. So I think that the answer really is it doesn't matter. Now, there are some new products that have uh, one new product that's come out that is just getting in our hands. And that one is it's actually Daxibotulinum toxin A. The trade name is called Daxify. And it said to have a mean duration of about six months or 24 weeks. Most of us haven't seen it, and we haven't had it long enough to see if it really lasts six months. Most of us have had it a couple of months, but that may be a product. Now, you could argue if we gave a higher dosages of the existing products, you know, would they last six months? And I do think it, it reaches longer than the four months or three months that we sometimes see. If you give a higher dose, you can get it up to five months. So we're arguing over differences that are maybe fairly insignificant in a sense, but still, I think there are patients who would say, give me the longest lasting product, and that probably will be this product called Daxify. Um, there is another product that's come out that has a faster onset. It has a short duration of two to four weeks. And you might ask, well, you know, why would you want something as short? I think last minute to demand or, or maybe for the introductory patient, someone who's just starting that. Now, when you talk about comparative trials, we've had these products, these neurotoxins available for quite a period of time. You know, are there really any existing comparative trials that compare the efficacy and or the duration? And there's really only one, in my mind, wasn't really conducted at equivalent dosages, the Botox to Dysport ratio. That would be my argument. And I think that that, in a way, puts the results as not, uh, not as accurate as it could be. And I would argue you got the other product dose higher, you would see equivalent results. Since there are differences between the products, how to do it, how to have a successful practice. And I practice in Beverly Hills in a very competitive market. I practice in Rodeo Drive. And so, you know, the first tip that I would have is you can do painless injections or at least painfully successful. So some of the tips on using and decreasing pain, using preserved saline containing benzyl alcohol is less painful than the unpreserved normal saline. You can also mix your product with lidocaine um, and or ringer's lactate, which doesn't interfere with the activity or the efficacy, and that is also less painful than unpreserved saline. 
there was a shortage, like many things have been in recent times, a shortage of unpreserved saline. So that's why we all started using some of these other um, um, way to dilute it. The other way is to use the smallest needle possible. The smallest needle possible is a 32 gauge tuberculin um, needle or syringe. So they it has um, uh, it's a smaller and uh, it also results in less waste of the product as there's no potential space in the hub. So I think that if you can use the smallest possible, that will also help. The other strategy for patient comfort is to chill the skin beforehand. Of course, creating a really relaxed environment, you know, really distracting the patient, whether it's conversation or even our nurses will often pinch another area a little bit to distract them. Uh, some people ask for a topical anesthetic. Uh, then fewer injection sites. All the studies are based on injecting five areas. It's not really necessary because we know that the injections, all the injections diffuse about 1.5 centimeters. So I think that the best method, the method I use in Beverly Hills, is just do two method, two injections over each scabella. Since we know it diffuses one and a half centimeters, we really cover the whole muscle. We try to pinch the muscle, but we don't try to put it on bone or the periosteum. Putting it within the muscle, accurate injection into the muscle allows for less injection. The glabella has large follicular orifices. So there was a study done by one of my former fellows, uh, David Ozog, who's now chairman at Henry Ford Hospital. And he found that if you inject the, the um, neurotoxin into a follicular orifice, into one of the follicles, it may take magnification. It also is less painful. Okay, so that's for pain reduction. And then the other discussion point is you know, dosing and dilution of any of these products. As it turns out, you know, I think we're all using higher volumes. Higher volumes gives longer lasting results. And so the average physician doing injections in the Gabella area would start at 20 units, 12 units or more, does block more of these crow's feet lines. I think that the higher uh, dosages especially matter in the forehead area. That's the area that I deal with that uh, in the entertainment crowd has to be a little bit discussed because if you on the forehead give the injections too low on the forehead, you will get dropping of the brows. So generally in actors and actresses who want some movement, I will compromise. I won't inject, you know, within a centimeter of the brow. I generally inject sort of mid-brow and there's going to be some movement, but they'll look more natural. They can have more expression and they won't have brow dropping. The other thing to have happy patients is to avoid bruising. The areas around the eyes where you do get bruising. And so there you want to be very superficial. It's not like the gabella area you want to be in the muscle. There's less chance of bruising, less chance of getting blood vessels. You're almost like a tuberculin type of injection, tuberculin injection where you're just getting almost just below the dermis. So putting ice, compressing, creating a very superficial blood is your best way of avoiding purpura. This has been an exclusive podcast with the Dermatology Digest. Find more at www.thedermdigest.com. Thank you for joining us.